Yeah, I don't know how to segue off that one. Right? These were pretty good segues, <laughs> but that, 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 one, <laughs> that one was hard. I also had a fun article about, well, actually, being that it happened yesterday, I don't have an article about it, but did you want, I, I figured, Tyler, you probably had uh, read I some about. I did not know. Are you going to say what I think you're going to say? Cause yeah, the giant sperm in the sky. The beautiful sperm in the sky. <laughs> or a main I man, Elon. <laughs> Welcome to Ion Elon. How come you didn't warn us this was happening? Oh, I didn't know it was first... happening because I've been working so much. I like when I come home, I'm not checking the news. Uh, like I'm permission. I, watch... I know. We were supposed to... <laughs> it was interesting because the last few days on like CNN, they've been talking a lot of UFOs. So I was like, well, this is weird. And then everybody in LA was freaking out because there was this crazy fucking. It was. It was like the most beautiful. Mo- I saw I saw Moby's thing. post first, and I was like, Ugh. "Yeah, Moby posted like this is happening, and and it looks like a like a giant sperm. Yeah, <laughs> like a giant sperm or like a uh, like a jellyfish in the sky." And I went to Elon's Twitter page. Tony was like, what the fuck is this? Are we, you know, is this like, is this it? Is this like a giant bomb coming at us? Have they come and for us? And I was us? like, oh no, it's uh, SpaceX. I didn't think it was an alien. I thought, I thought it was, a, we've had enough Russian fighter planes off the coast of uh, northern and central coast of California for the last 10 years. I'm, I read people, you should too. Take a look, it's in a book, a reading rainbow. First, but second there, I was like, oh, fuck. It's <laughs> but finally happening. I was like, oh, it's, um, and the only reason I knew what, what it was was because I had read an article where Elon said that usually what they'll do when they send up a rocket is they'll send up like a payload of so much weight to make sure that it, I guess, goes through the air or something, um, or not the air, but the atmosphere properly. So yeah. he was like, you know, at SpaceX, we don't want to be so boring. So what he sent up was like his original tesla i believe it was but didn't you say he sent up like he's got like 10 satellites up there or something yeah, yeah that's saying, what I, this I, is that's the thing, yeah that's the thing i read it was, like, it, it was basically like a bulk load and that's why it was so big because it was filled with 10 satellites they were basically contracted out to establish orbits for 10 satellites that's yeah. what i the article I, read. I, I just think it's crazy i just think we got that big tax cut and he was all i'm rich bitch <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, no, obviously, no, they're no. planning this way ahead of time, yeah. and Trump, his tax cut was no, like, I know. yeah, I know. I know. way ahead of schedule. But Which, it fuck is that crazy. side note. <laughs> so people were like, is it aliens? Is it Santa Claus? Look, yeah. up in the sky, is it a bird? Is it an alien? Is it Santa? No, it's Elon. <laughs> it's funny because, like, like, they choreographed it perfectly. After the sun had set on the land, the light from the sun was still up in the sky. So that when it launched, it made this super crazy cool with all the contrails coming off of it. That was done by it design. Was like that that was was it was like it was a total like that was that's why I sent that picture to you guys earlier. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That was awesome. I I posted. I reposted. I reposted that. That was funny. It's funny because I'm I'm totally gonna make a meme later. That's my next pro- <laughs> That's my next project after this. I'm gonna make a meme and it's it's gonna be the Elon Musk like him with like his half eye closed like busting kind of things like uh-uh. when you love space so much you want to get it pregnant and then have oh, the. Oh <laughs> no. This this. It's kind of cool because some of the people, you know, a lot of people were taking pictures and there's one actually over the Disney World Ferris wheel with oh, Mickey's yeah. face on it. But they, they were all singing Baby Beluga. <laughs> they launched 10 Iridium Next satellites from the, the Vanderburg Air Force Base at sunset. The rocket boosters con- contrail catching the last rays of the sunlight above California coast. Again, choreographed. For a while, it was a mystery <laughs> to, to, right? To people who are unaware. Which I fucking love. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. Mm, I'm, I hear you. I'm right there with you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, parking, it was sparking a lot of UFO reports. But, again, like Neil deGrasse Tyson says, if it's unidentified, it is a UFO. So until yeah. we figured out what it was, there was a UFO in the sky. But then we realized it was just SpaceX. <laughs> <laughs> SpaceX doing their thing. It was just space porn. But yeah. um, well, it's like people unidentified, like firing at like what hurricanes or the ball, the uh, earthquake lightning 
like out of Mexico. Like where they pull out a gun and start shooting at it because they don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> it's like, really? That's your first reaction? What the fuck is that? And you just pull out a gun and start shooting. <laughs> What's funny is uh, Elon tweeted, it was definitely aliens on his uh, Twitter feed. <laughs> awesome. But I think this was the one that he sent it up. He said, if you like tonight's launch, you'll you will really like the Falcon Heavy next month. Three rocket cores, three times the thrust, two cores return to base doing synchronized aerobatics. Third lands on a drone drone ship. He says, this one's triple X, baby. He's just showing off at this point. Right? He's like, fucking <laughs> look at me, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, on a related note, apparently Boeing said uh, they were going to beat SpaceX to Mars. And Shit. like Elon Musk re- reply was, do it. <laughs> right? Like, that you was can it. do it, just like, do it. Like, just fucking go for it. Like, if you want to try right, to beat don't us. talk about it, do it. Yeah. He is like the most badass geek in the world. We love him. Yeah. As always, we have an open invite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for right. Elon, upon us. Our monthly podcast feature titled after you. You're more than welcome to come and sit on the show. <laughs> We'd Skype in, it's cool. <laughs> we'll accept it. <laughs> Science! Yeah, I think it was science. The only other thing I had was about Firefly's butts. <laughs> Tell hey, me more. Tell me more. What? <laughs> <laughs> we, we do digress. <laughs> Rapidly. <laughs> the, the name of this segment is We Do Digress. <laughs> Why, don't mind if I do. I was reading from Popular Science because I I have this texture app that I'm really digging because I can subscribe to all sorts of magazines that I normally wouldn't do because it costs so much money. No, seriously, people, it's no longer an ad. She's really addicted to it. It's all I hear about now. And it's like, you don't understand. Look at what I read today. It's it's fucking cheap, man. It's 14 bucks for, for like a month. And you can, like, I literally have 20 subscriptions in my saved favorite items for you cheap people out there that's a sell let me just tell you (laughs) this is not really the season so it's kind of out of season but uh you know how i mean at least for me when i was growing up there was a lot of fireflies or lightning bugs depending on what you did you grow up with lightning bugs tyler no i have not i've never seen them you oh my god well it's the west coast we don't have them out here oh no way (laughs) well you know what you're starting not to have them in other places too well probably due to me and my childhood and fellow people like me but fireflies and the the opening article it's not it's more of a diagram fireflies (laughs) are butt gals (laughs) and so are their male amore So it says, fireflies are butt gals, so are their male amore on warm summer nights. Both sexes. <laughs> That's amore. <laughs> when the moon hits the sky, That's the firefly butt. <laughs> Sorry for that. We really the... are making this a musical, aren't we? <laughs> right? On... <laughs> so on warm summer nights, both sexes hone into the blinking light of their crush's derriere. The rest is romance, which makes it the most heartless for us to ask, what makes their bums blink? <laughs> it's mostly a matter of chemistry trigger- triggered by seasons, times of day, and those flashing signals. The eastern firefly that populates North- Northern America, it's a choreographed dance. Next time you're sitting on the sidelines or grass, here's a guide to the bioluminescence dating game going on in your backyard. So basically their ass literally does glow. <laughs> nice. It's it's only for a short period of time, so for two weeks in early summer it's mating season. So females perch on the bushes and the grass at night awaiting a flashy all male review. So the male flies oxygen enters their bum. <laughs> Through tubes <laughs> in its abdomen. Oh, man. Called, what? The called sound the... effects. <laughs> this was beautiful, and then all of a sudden I heard that. <laughs> so the male flies, oxygen enters its bum through tubes in its abdomen called uh, trachea. Seems legit. They run what? from the exoskeleton. <laughs> <That's right? legit. laughs> uh, so it runs from the exoskeleton <laughs> surface to the light-producing cells known as photocells. Photos. 
photocytals. I don't know. We're going to call them photocells. Um, <laughs> in, Google it, kids. Google it. Inside, the enzymes merge, producing this molecule that causes their butts to blink, right? So... It's electric. Boogie woogie. The, the butt of a male firefly. Boogie woogie. <laughs> <laughs> The butt of a male firefly undergoes this process every 5.5 seconds. So when a guy catches her eye, the female flirts back, flashing her signal for about two seconds after the male by means of the same chemical mashup. And then, you know, they, they're calling it a wink and a blush. Um, <laughs> so the male sounds like a sounds like a tease to me right so the male follows his lady to find her in a mate and a few days later the female lays fertilized eggs into the ground which hatched two to four weeks later all thanks to this magical show of light well when i was a kid we would try to capture as many fireflies as possible and you would like put them in a jar and then they would blink in the jar and you would have like a little flashlight essentially right well, the other cool thing that you could do, <laughs> which this is horrible. I would just like to say I would never. <laughs> I would never now, knowing what I know. But as a child and not having much to do at night, we used to capture the fireflies and smear their butts on the ground. Oh. Or oh. across our faces as like war paint. So now. <laughs> Now I feel like I need to do time in prison for destroying all sorts of romanticals. You need to give back to them um, somehow. <laughs> my God. But Oh, she does. I think that's what the gas is all about. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was interesting that I had no idea it was a mating call. I did know it was yeah, some I sort of some chemical way of reaction, like but I had no idea they were sucking oxygen through their ass to make their yeah, butts I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> to make that... Uh, Call of the wild. We call that bum mating. <laughs> it's bootalicious. Oh. <laughs> You're smearing it on your face for fuck's sake. I know. Talk about asshole face, literally. What is it, like fucking war paint? <laughs> I mean, it was. It made sense as a kid, but now I just feel like a dick. I I love I love these stories because uh, we you know everybody has similar crossroads and i'm always like oh no no no, no. and julie's like oh i smeared that shit in my face i fucking wrote my name with it it was cool because you could smear their butts on the ground and it would literally stay there for an incredibly long time and you you don't know it's some scientific thing you're just like dude this bug glows and i squished them it's like a magic marker for reality <laughs> I wonder if that's where they got glowworms from. Oh, shit. You better believe it. What were you going to say, Tyler? I was going to say, like, in the interest of full disclosure of harming, you know, insect yeah, life. Yeah, right. Totally. I totally, when, when I was young, I ha we had BB guns around my house. So yeah. we lived in the country. So you, we'd sit there. We'd have target price with BB guns. And then we'd have, like, in, uh, snail infestation for a while. Oh, so shit. my dad would always be like, oh, fuck, snails are killing all the plants that are around the house. So he'd, like, he'd pull them off the plant and stomp on them. So me and my brother, we, we would take, like, BB guns, and we'd grab a bunch of snails, line them up, and basically max charge the BB gun as you could. Max. And, like, <laughs> like, you, you know, because there's, like, a yeah, safe limit. You can pump, you, you can pump yeah. the gun. And you just, like, see how many you can get in, in a row. And that's what we did. And, 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 in hindsight, it's like, oh, God, that was terrible. <laughs> but, yeah, so we've all it's been funny. there. I like Yeah, I feel bad about it now. <laughs> I feel, you're all, oh, I feel bad about it. It's like, but you weren't smearing them on your face. <laughs> it wasn't like it was fucking No, pain. No, I, I dip, like, finger, fingers in the blood and just, like, you know, put it on my cheeks. <laughs> you put salt on them. <laughs> Look, I, it's not like I was... No, it's totally innocent. I could totally... Cause I, what was that movie Julie... with Piggy and the, the boys get lost on the island? Oh, Lord of oh, the Flies. Uh, Lord yeah, of the Flies. <laughs> yeah, so it's not like I was pulling some Lord of the Flies action. I was just squishing... <laughs> no, I could totally picture it. What, one year for Christmas, Julie... Or maybe it was Thanksgiving, her mom and uh, stepdad came into town and her mom brought home all these like home videos of like Julie when she was a kid playing softball or just like her little parties and different things. So, so I could, embarrassing. I totally, I could totally get a mental image of this child going, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I believe in with most horrible things that I did do in my life, I blame my brother because he was older and he oh, showed shit. me a lot of things. So we'll edit this out. You don't blame your brother. Even only thirty listeners, you just don't do. It. <laughs> <laughs>
held his lead. He was like my idol. I looked up to him. <laughs> he was squishing butts. That and is I was true. That butts. is that's true. That's psycho from a psychological standpoint. That's a hundred percent. I mean, I was like, don't be a follower, kids. Be a leader. Yeah. Because <laughs> squish different butts. Don't be a follower. And- Choose your own butt to squish. The idea that they started out as being like these romantic, sweet things that are like, and like you're just scooping them up, putting them in a jar, suffocating their oxygen, and. <laughs> Well, no, the jars we would just kind of like cover with our hands, so you know it wasn't like we were sealing. Well, off I had all friends. I had friends shit. that would take the mason jars and fill them up and then fucking put the lid on there, and I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea. And they're like, Shut up, nerd. Well, <laughs> according to this, <laughs> what living creature needs oxygen? Fuck me. <laughs> but according to this article, Tanya, you were a hundred percent correct. By them sealing off the oxygen, these male flies would not be able to suck the oxygen through their butt because they would run out and then therefore they would stop blinking that's a safe fact (laughs) i mean i'm glad you finally came to that conclusion science (laughs) living creatures need oxygen in general (laughs) unless you're a plant whether it's up your ass or in your lungs (laughs) my other question though you know those air plants have you seen those air plants yeah, I do know what you're talking They're about. They're like like air cactus. It's like the gift you give to people who kill everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, it, it literally is the gift that you give someone who can't keep anything alive. I just don't understand Although it. I will say this, I had one, and guess who killed it? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Did it happen to be you? <laughs> it says it's a low maintenance house plant that grows without soil. Air plants known as Tillandus oh. have earned friendly nicknames among their fans, including Tilly and Tills. That's lame. These <laughs> quirky plants. <laughs> what kind of half ass attempt was that? <laughs> right? <laughs> Julie's like, I'm calling this shit out. <laughs> so these quirky plants are a type of bromeline, bromelide, and hail from the Americas, more mostly the southern states. But it says that they're like trapeze artists finding footings in tree branches, rocks, rooftops, and even power lines. But they don't need soil. They're like goats. That's cool. They have leaves. It says like other plants. Tillies have leaves, at least I can pronounce tillies, um, like other plants. <laughs> tillies have leaves, roots, and also produce flowers. The difference is... It could is, be that we don't know how to pronounce it. We're just like, sounds good to us. Right? <laughs> the difference is that air plants don't need soil to grow. That's really cool. So I've never heard these before. Yay! <laughs> I taught you something. Air plants... <laughs> Roots act as anchors, securing plants to their supports. Leaves handle the job of moisturizing it. So essentially they just, I mean, so you have to water it. It says each leaf on the air plant is covered in specialized scales known as trichomes, which have the ability to absorb water and nutrients. Some are smooth, others are hairy. Ooh, hairy plants. Hey. But mine lived because of where we live. We're yeah, you basically didn't have to... in a rainforest. You just sat there. Because it says daily live. misting provides sufficient moisture for air plants. So because we have so much humidity here, it's basically... Yeah, you don't need to. <laughs> yeah. If misting <laughs> just, causes water to collect where the leaves emerge, it can actually kill the plants. So the best way to water an air plant is to submerge it in a dish for 12 hours. And then it takes up as much water as it needs so you don't overwater it but isn't that weird that's cool it actually reminds me a of a gif i actually saved for today's episode but i didn't know if it was going to be practical but it is Yay! Um, Sweet! it's how beanstalks <laughs> find their way to like oh oh yeah how, how they grow they grow upon it's just a little quick gif and like how they basically kind of like seek out and find things to grow upon it like it's really cool to watch oh, i want to see this i want to see this Insert, you spin me right round, right round. Right round, right round. I hate that fucking song. Oh, Christ oh, it's almighty, terrible song. it's terrible. So they just grow, they're like worms. Yeah, basically they, they, they find some kind of anchor, and once they find that anchor, they just latch onto it and build from there. Wow, science is fucking cool. That right? is pretty. And that's why I'm going to marry Bill Nye. Bill, 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 Bill. <laughs> So I hope every time I, I say you know, like every time I say that I hope you insert the the Bill Nye. Right, every Bill, time Bill we say the intro. That is fucking. That is fucking awesome. That is awesome. Well, I think that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.
What do you got there, Charlie? I'm, I'm trying to figure out which one's more interesting. I have three that are Ooh, just put they're here. Okay, so I'll do a quick, short run, like see which one works for you guys. So okay. I have spiders <laughs> that drink uh, graphene, and they spin webs. They can hold the human weight. Whoa. And then there's a scientist that thinks that we need to bring Star Trek values to Congress. And then yeah. evolution <laughs> wrote, uh, evolution uh, has, has seen that sponges are the first divergent from the what we've all evolved from. Like their first evolutionary deviation is sponges. Otherwise, we all say we all share a common ancestor. Of the sponge? Yeah. The sponges were the first ones that break away from the line because everything else like shares a common ancestor. Sponges were the ones that break away from that line. Rebel. Yep. <laughs> Rebel sponge. That's interesting. Well, all these articles are very interesting. The first article reminds me of that episode of Punky Brewster where she was in the cave. <laughs> and there was the giant spider web. Do you remember that? Do you ever watch Punky Brewster? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, hold on. I'm take a quick intermission. I'll be right back. I'm going to Google this Punky Brewster spider web. It's called The Perils of Punky. Dude, this was some scary <laughs> shit back in the day. What a good gig. Funky Brewster? Right? She's like super rich. She could afford that breast reduction. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, you don't understand. It hurts. My back hurts. <laughs> My shoulders look like fucking two donkeys. <laughs> it's really scary. You should watch it. I know. That's what I'm saying. Please, give me back my friends. I want them back now. You got it. What? That's crazy. I know. That was way too scary for kids. What the shit is that? That's crazy. What age group was this directed towards? I don't know. I was watching it when I was like six, seven. Perils of Punky? Yeah, you should watch <laughs> oh that. Oh my it's god, really it's crazy. Okay, watching it now. <laughs> I tried to pee quiet so you didn't have to hear me. Hopefully oh, well, trust out. me, we didn't hear you because there's all this screaming of children. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> right? This is probably why I had show? night terrors. <laughs> we finally concluded why Julie has night terrors. Thanks, Punky Brewster. We'll sue the writers. Fuck who yeah. is that guy? <laughs> so, nightmare fuel. You got it. That is crazy. But what is also crazy is, what is this graphene that this it's spider drinks? It's super interlocking, because I know it's, it's similar to Kevlar. It says it's a... Do you know? Do you know what makes me feel like shit? Hmm. What? When, because of where we live, there is an ab abundance of spiders. We have a ton yeah. of fucking spiders. I mean, if you nowhere in the United States no spiders like this area no spiders. Well, I don't know. The swamp probably does, but. <laughs> well, we, we we live in a temperate temperate climate, which is where they thrive, and there's a lot of spots for them to hide. You know, especially you guys, especially house. say you live in a forest, so like that's like ideal for them. Oh my god, it is so for them, bad. not for me. <laughs> what I have come to learn, having lived here, is that spiders are just as afraid of you as you are of them. Oh yeah, they yeah. fucking jump, and it makes me feel so bad. Like there are spiders around what? here. It makes you that feel bad in general, or it makes have... you feel bad when you're spraying them with raid and they jump. <laughs> But you oh. and I both know that there's probably three or four spiders that have been living here since we've been here because we're just like, get the fuck out of the way. And they actually leave. And some spiders, they don't leave. And 
the reality is, is I don't want to walk into a spider every day because it's fucking freaking <laughs> gross. <laughs> yep. Like this, it's, yeah. Are we going back to making me feel bad about the things that I do with insects? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, it, it's funny because like, I, I, have, I have a rule of thumb. Like, if it's bigger than a quarter, I'm going to kill it because that might be danger. <laughs> otherwise, like... Otherwise, I'm defending I'd let, I'd, my territory, damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, if they're, if they're that big, okay, you might be poisonous and you could hurt me. <laughs> otherwise, I'm like, ah, whatever. But it's funny because, you know, my girlfriend, she like, she sees me like, kill it, kill it, kill it fucking now. And I have to like grab a paper towel and like, you know, I always do the rituals like, I'm sorry, buddy. And then I have to smash him against the wall with a paper towel. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I feel bad for killing them because they're just doing their thing. They're just out there eating other insects. So it's not their fault. I keep the ones around the plants. That is true. However, if you saw that Punky Brewster episode... <laughs> You would just I'd... kill every spider without question. Because <laughs> there could be a potential that it could get so big and out of control. Was it Shelob from Lord of the Rings? <laughs> <laughs> this Punky Brewster episode reminds me of what you this article you were talking about because... In, in said Punky Brewster episode, The Perils of Punky, the kids get stuck in a giant spider web. And you're saying in this article they gave a spider something that made its web super strong? Yeah. Basically, they fed a graphene into the water of the spiders. And the the uh, web that they the spiders created afterwards were five times as strong as it was before. And what so... is this graphene? It's like a... Like some sort it of is. chemical or? Graphene is a allotrope of carbon consisting of a single layer of carbon atoms arranged in a hexagonal lattice. So basically it's on par with Kevlar and uh, carbon fiber are pretty much the same thing, but just arranged differently. Oh, okay. But it's, it's basically a super strong, lightweight structure, which is, you know, why cops wear it and they can not get hurt. And cars go faster because they're made of carbon fiber, blah, blah, blah. So basically they gave this to a spider and he made like a super indestructible a super, silk. <laughs> yeah, basically like the webs they usually make, it's five times it's five times stronger. So they're trying to figure out a way they can basically start making spiders manufacture the silk and then harvest it and then use that to produce industrial materials. Who needs fucking sheep when you guys... <laughs> right? Are, are we saying I can have a spider farm? Spider farm, spider farm. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, um, I mean like, silk is, silk is what, like, from worms? Oh, is so, it? So, it's the same concept. I never yeah, knew where silk, silk is... came from. Yeah, silk's from worms, I believe. It, it is. Today I learned. Yeah. So... Yes, silk comes from worms, duh. <laughs> Natural. But here's the thing. I just never, I guess I just never even cared where silk came from. I save worms all the time. Here, I save worms, but I kill spiders. <laughs> but what kind of worm? Um, the silkworm, duh. Because she's going to start <laughs> squeezing some butts here soon. She's like, I can make money off this Hey-o. shit. Hey-o. <laughs> I love animal ass. Or just insect ass. <laughs> we got the the spider butt, the firefly butt, and uh, the silk butt. This is butt. like the butt episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking buttermilk biscuits. Y'all ready to get busy? Bomb, B-O-M-B-Y-X-M-O-R-I, Bombyxmori. <laughs> uh, silkworm. Thank That's you. That's my best pronunciation. Thank I you. Can... No, thank you. Thank you. You took one for the team. Thank you. Oh, look. <laughs> How the silkworm makes silk. Oh, hi. Latin, it's silkworm of the mulberry tree. Oh. Which is where Bombyxmori comes from. Oh. There's a really disturbing creature on my screen. After I looked up uh, silkworms. Dude, I'm sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a YouTube video, guys. So many it's links. It's going to be an improvement from that fucking Punky Brewster thing. I think I need therapy. Yeah, that was, like, terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I already had a nightmare last night. I don't need another one. <laughs> okay, so the larvae feast on the mulberry leaves. They eat continuously for about 42 days. 
And then it's cocoon time. They spin their silks for three to eight days. One strand secreted by saliva glands. So it's their cocoons. Okay. The cocoons are loosened in hot water. Several strands are spun together into a thread. Raw silk outside of the cocoon looks just like thread. Is it weird how cute they just like eat plants? <laughs> I say I say we it's just like, turn nom, into nom, the nom, ultimate nom. hipsters. We raise crickets because people are making fucking bre- bread and shit out of that for the protein. We have worms here for the silk. We can make our own Kevlar. <laughs> Tripace Pod, the production unit of the future. <laughs> Insects. Oh. Let's go. Speaking of, let's go to the uh, the Star Trek thing because you know what I I don't I've never appreciated all of the Star Treks that I've watched until talking to other people who watch watch Star Trek and who I have respect for. They didn't just watch it because that was what was on TV and you know you were either really into that or Doctor Who or soap operas. So <laughs> yeah. So like, what Star Treks have you seen? Oh, like... I've I've. Seen seen the movies i've seen the originals i've seen the ones with whoopi goldberg (laughs) okay next generation yeah and that's it okay i have i haven't seen the new movies i've probably seen about a few minutes here and there i know what star trek is i have seen trekkies but I have not really watched any Star Trek. <laughs> I've seen that weird. <laughs> seen Trekkies. I mean, really, all you need to know is in Trekkies, so that's pretty. That's what I figured. It was like a good. It was like the Cliff Notes version. I yeah, mean, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that like sums up the culture in like one quick ninety-minute segment. Exactly. I was like, that's good. <laughs> Anyways, so the article we're talking about is a sign. There's a scientist who wants to bring Star Trek values to Congress. Um, her name is uh, Jess Phoenix. She's a volcanologist, and I know I think she works for a nonprofit. Is a volcanologist or... like a real thing, or is that just a super? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> someone who studies like, volcanoes. Just... <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> Julie's like, wait a minute, is this a real thing? There's, well, there's a bit well, no, of a tie like, Isn't that what? Isn't that one one of someone in Star Trek yes, is called the Vulcan? Okay, see, <laughs> there's a joke because I saw it. I was like, <laughs> volcanologist. <laughs> Leonard Levoy talks about acid. Yeah. <laughs> See, um, I watched Trekkies. <laughs> I paid yep. attention. One of us. One of us. <laughs> <laughs> Google Gobble. <But> yeah. <laughs> no one ever gets that, that second part. What is happening? <laughs> That's the one of us song. It's all Google. No, no, Gobble. I know. No, I'm, I know. We accept the one of us. Google Gobble. Google Gobble. We accept her. We accept her. Google Gobble. Google Gobble. One of us. Okay, continue, Tyler. I'm just distracting. So, anyways, she is head of a nonprofit that was about educational outreach for you know the sciences and whatnot. From probably obviously you know volcano uh, perspective, but anyway, she wants to try to. She's running for Congress. She wants to try to bring more scientific based people with scientific based backgrounds into congress because congress obviously is a very uh not separation of church and state yeah. <laughs> when you know when when one congressperson asked bill nye call back to bill nye from fuck mary kill asked if Full like circle. if if we harvest wind will eat up the resources of it they have no understanding how wind works they think that wind is a finite resource like yeah yeah i think we need to trust science more than religion or other okay i feel like this is kind of like a sidestep but also not star trek is probably of the same thought process when you have more understanding of science i feel like that makes you a better person but I understand religion was put in place to make people better people. Yeah. But I feel like it's not working because most people are murdering people in the name of some religion at this point. So I can I can stand behind yeah, Jess I, I from think Phoenix. Religion gives us morals <laughs> and science science gives us understanding. Well, yeah. Everything everything in life is a pendulum, right? Yes. It goes far left. Well, I know it's right. back and forth. And and, 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 and then somewhere in the middle is where it always lands. Yeah. So 
There is there is only but yet a gray area, young grasshopper. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Pneumata ultrascopic silico volcanoconitosis. Whatever that means. <laughs> what does that mean? Glorious. What does that mean, Tanya? Uh, it's a volcanic disease. Oh, you would hang out with this Jess chick and be totally cool. Wait, is her name Jess Phoenix or is she from Phoenix? <laughs> I'm sorry. Her name is uh, Jess Phoenix. She was a Phoenix that rose from the flames. Because I'm wondering where she is running for. Oh, that is a good question. So she she's basically saying that she feels that we should bring Star Trek values to Congress because Star Trek yeah. is what the universal a, love and stands behind yeah. the science. To get super geeky, uh, Star Trek is a utopian version of how our future should be. Like, everyone is treated equally. We're all taken care of. There is no... Basically, capitalism is dead. We don't have... We do, you don't have to go out and buy goods. You basically... If you need something, you go out and you get it. Mm-hmm. So, and it's purely science-based. It's all for the greater good. We all... We're all here for, to take care of each other kind of thing. We don't worry about personal greed. And her philosophy is that we need a government based upon that. And when I really think about it logically, this was constantly on in the background. It was just there all the time. So I I know a lot about about the show whether I wanted to or not. Well, it's... apparently it should have been on in the background in my life because I was out squishing insects <laughs> destroying romantic <laughs> evenings. <laughs> huh, okay. <laughs> Well, this chick gets my vote. I mean, I feel like more science and less religion could definitely propel our culture in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, the the, the counter-argument I've seen is that people are equally corruptible despite, like, whatever background they come from. So, like, yeah. in order for someone to get elected, they have to need some kind of backers. It's like someone that's going to contribute to their uh, campaign, and they're going to be susceptible to what they want. Mm-hmm. So that's the counter argument for a lot of this that I've seen on the internet when I was reading on Reddit, of course, because it's dominated by <laughs> Everything men. is easily swayed. <laughs> that, that is true, though. I mean, you have to have a very moral yeah. high ground to... What's dominated by men? Oh, Reddit. Like, it's it's a the nature of the beast. I don't know what reasons that are I will tell it. you one reason I believe Reddit is uh, more of a, a male thing, because the... I, yeah, I'd like to hear more about the, this. This is interesting. The aesthetics of it, the user interface is not pretty. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's very... Uh, what is... What Formulaic. Is, yeah, it's very, like, blasé. And I would agree with that. Because yeah. women have more of a... I, for detail, typically, unless you're a gay man. Ooh, uh, that's not nice. Because well, I, it, I, I, that's not yeah. nice. Because I think it's there's still an eye for detail. It's just very well, different. different types I, of detail. It, it, yeah, eye for yeah. aesthetics. Yeah. I would yeah, say. Yeah, for aesthetics. Yeah. Sorry. Reddit sorry. is very just <laughs> factual. Well, it's more of a it's a it's more of a forum style. Yeah. Well, I said it's just like text and a picture usually. Like you get like one picture and then you get a headline and then you get the whole like reaction to it underneath. It's all a bunch of like. Uh, descending text based upon topic. Yeah. Yeah, I love to read, but I, I, I don't know. Well, you're very design oriented, so it's hard. Yeah. Reddit, Reddit is a, is a double-edged sword. There's some great information there, but usually I can't read past like the third or fourth comment because it starts being super terrible Ooh, I after don't, that. <laughs> I don't read comments. Comments are the, they're, that's the pits of hell. I just. Pfft. Well, like on Reddit, like the fun Fun times, like, sometimes the, the comment that floats to the top, like, the one that'll pop up first is, like, a great link to something that is related to that that'll help build your information off of that. I so, agree. Like, no, I that check I it agree out, on. but, yeah. Comments can get pretty wicked pretty quick. It, the, it's Trolls. pretty clear. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but it's, from a math standpoint, it's very interesting to watch. It's very stereotypical. It's about the same number of people. So I that's fun for me to watch, to see the, the same pattern there. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> Too many dudes on the internet. Too many Big dudes problem. on the internet, right? Science! Yeah, I think of science. Tell us about my sponge ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of that Seinfeld episode. I mean, I look at her, I, I can't imagine she even has sex. On the other hand... <laughs> Thanks again for last night. Hey, I didn't even use one. Yeah. I thought you said it was imminent. Yeah, it was, but then I just couldn't decide.
decide if he was really sponge-worthy. Sponge-worthy? Yeah, Jerry, I have to conserve these sponges. But you like this guy. Isn't that what the sponges are for? Yes, yes. Before they went off the market. But I mean, now I've got to reevaluate my whole screening process. I can't afford to waste any of them. You know, you're nuts with these sponges. George is getting frustrated. I always wanted to be a marine biologist. Right? I always wanted to work for uh, Mimbari, the uh, Monterey Bay oh, that would be cool. Research Institute out of Moss Landing. That would be rad. But I get seasick. <laughs> I always wanted to be George Costanza. I always wanted to be George Costanza. <laughs> Why's that? Because in that one episode, he he pretends that he's like the the most well-renowned marine, <laughs> marine biologist, biologist he, to pick up a chick. Because he, he pulls in. <laughs> yeah, and then like they're on the beach and they're Kramer on... was shooting golf balls into the ocean and <laughs> one of the golf balls got stuck in a in a whale's blowhole and he, the whale got beached and anyone was like, is there a marine biologist here? And the chick that he picked up was all, that's you. And he's like, oh shit. So he like walks over there and he's all dun, dun, dun. And he looks into the blowhole and he just happens to see the golf ball. And he pulls it out and the whale like it comes to life or whatever. And they're like, he's amazing. Dude, that's where that fucking joke comes from on, on Futurama. There's an episode oh, where no, like, shit. they... they Okay, so on, on episode Futurama, there's they have a fucking orca, uh -huh. and one of the characters goes to visit the caretaker for the orca, and he's like, "Trust me, I'm a whale biologist." Uh -uh. <laughs> and like that joke keeps popping up throughout the whole episode. I calls him like I sees him. I'm a whale biologist. Exactly, it's exactly how it goes down. He like just owns it. He's like, "All right, well, fuck it. That's what I said I am. That's what I am." Yep. He fucking does. Oh it. shit, that's so fucking meta. <laughs> Oh my god. You know who's a good chess player is uh Kramer, Michael, whatever the fuck his name is. He's a he's an amazing chess player. Oh, um I can't oh, yeah? remember what his name is. It's Michael something. <laughs> Anyways, so moving on to we are all sponges, apparently. When Michael Richards started out as Life started as planet Michael Richards. Michael Okay, tell me my evolution, sir. <laughs> One second. After you hawk up your own evolution. <laughs> he says it's an arduous oh, no. process because you morons are weighing me down. <laughs> no, it's it's just, uh, biology sucks. <laughs> Basically, we all share a common ancestor. If you look back far enough in the course of history of all species on the planet, we all evolved from one common species. And there was a first divergent, which is going to be as we would say, our sister species, which are sponges. They were the first multicelled organism that grew off of rocks and whatnot, and then we diverged and, you know, became everything that you see around us, like monkeys, trees. Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so within the scientific... Wait, but how? Within the scientific... Well, we all started simple. We all started as, like, a single-celled organism, and then we evolved into multi-celled organism. And then those multi-celled organisms became sponges. And then a certain type of sponge diverged from that line and became its own thing. And then we all diverged away and started developing things like uh, protozoa and then like vertebrates and blah, 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 like from there on forth. Oh, okay. There's multi, there's many steps in between. I'm just kind of, you know, breaking right. it down. Oh, this yeah, is like exactly. when we were at the field museum, they were talking about, you know, the line of the vertebrae that came from it. So, so this is basically saying... That was a trip to walk through there. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. It's old, and it needs to be dusted. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah, the Field Museum in Chicago. So, so basically, this is saying that sponges evolved into the invertebrate? No, they were the first ones to break away from our line. Oh, okay. We are divergent from them. They are the most basic version of life that we, you know, we should know, understand in this world. Essentially. Okay, so is this why some people are their brains are like sponges and they can absorb everything? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I couldn't resist. But yeah, it was saying like that was that was the first breakaway from single cell to multi cell organisms is the sponges. Hmm. You know what so, I think about when I think about sponges? I think about SpongeBob. SpongeBob. SquarePants. Are you ready, kids? Aye aye, Captain. I can't hear you. Aye. Oh, who lives in a pipe?
pineapple under the sea. Spongebob Absorbent and yellow and porous is he. That is like the best show ever. It's like we were saying with like Die Hard or Back to the Future, no matter what, if there's nothing on TV and I pass by Spongebob, that's where the remote stops. <laughs> yeah, what was it, Steven Hillenburg? Yeah, he did uh, Rocco's Modern Life, because I remember he watching that show growing up, and then he went on to make Spongebob. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I don't know what that is. What is that? Rocco's yeah. Modern Life was kind of like 90s cartoon. Yeah, it was during the Nicktoons era. Yeah. Like, Stephen Hillenburg was the writer for Rocco's Modern Life from 93 to 96. Oh, wow. And then he eventually went on to create uh, Spongebob in 99. And it's been on for 17 years? Till 20, it's still going, it's 2017. Wow. But yeah, when I, I, I watch them now, they fucking, I totally laugh my ass off. I'm like, this is fucking it's incredible writing. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so ridiculous. One of the guys, I follow him on Instagram. His name is like Brian something or other. He is a artist for them. And I think he just does like backgrounds. Brian Moranti, M-O-R-A-N-T-E. And he just, he always has like these little sketches of SpongeBob sticky notes that he's doing. Mm. <laughs> I will tag you, Tyler. You're it. Thank you for listening to this month's episode of TriPace Pod. Look forward to hearing our voices in your ear holes once again at the beginning of next month. Don't forget to like and subscribe to TriPace Pod on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud because it stimulates the dopamine production in our brains every time you do. You can creep on us from afar at Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at TriPace Pod. And of course, check out show notes, contact information, and buy merch at TriPacePod.com. And as always, you're awesome. That's some podcast gold.